0: Lights, camera, we're going live. Learn the ins and outs of live events from today's top business leaders and how to make yours epic. Here's your host, Aaron Smith.
1: All right, welcome to another episode of Epic Live Events. I am so excited to have two really amazing ladies here. Uh, not only are they venturing into events by doing their first event back in 2017, they've been business partners now for several years, over a decade, I believe. Uh, I'm here with Kim England and Leisha Kreitzer. Ladies, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, thank you.
0: I'm glad to be here.
1: Uh, I, I can't wait to talk to you all because I met you. It's so funny. I randomly met you. I, we're face I was Facebook friends with one of you. I can't remember which one. But you were at the probably Inc can- <laughs> probably camp. not <laughs> Well, I was at the Inc. five thousand event. And I know you guys were part of the Inc. five thousand. I mean, you talk about incredible business people here. Mm-hmm. But um we met there and I was telling you about my event and then you were like, Hey, we're gonna do an event too. And so it's just been so amazing. I wish I could have gone to your event. I was out of town, that kind of at the end of it, but you pulled off such what looked to be an amazing event for your first time. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. And um, we're going to talk about the details of it, but I love your story of how an event changed your business. And uh-huh. if you wouldn't mind sharing that, because I know for so many, a lot of people think, well, you know, in the digital age, I can see and meet anybody I could ever think of online. But I personally believe live events change so much more, and I don't think they're ever going to go away. So could you share that story of how uh, an event really changed your business?
0: Absolutely. This is Lisa. I'll give my two cents and I'll let Kim chime in to see anything that I've missed or what her perspective is. But for us, you know, you know, as you mentioned, we've been in business together. Um, actually, we're going on 17 years. Um, it's crazy. But, um, you know, in our industry and, you know, we uh, have, um, you know, a great um past to working with great clients have had great success but um when you're so focused on building a new business you really get really laser focused and that's really helpful in the beginning but you know after like 5 or 6 years um when you've pretty m- much mastered just about everything you can just to build the business that's kind of where Kim and I missed a step we stayed so I guess we're kind of in isolation in building our business. Um, You know, we didn't have to go really anywhere. All of our clients were nationwide. We didn't do anything locally. So we weren't getting out at all, not even getting out to our community or a chamber or anything. We were just, you know, here in the office building our business. And so um, I think that we really lost sight of a lot of things going on, especially with technology. Things are changing so fast. And, you know, think about. 17 years ago, where we were with technology and where we are today from a marketing perspective and how you can use it to scale your business, we missed a lot of opportunities. And we were actually um, about to close the doors um, thinking about filing bankruptcy. It was in 2009, of course, that big economic crisis that hit most small business owners and so we were really struggling and our business process and our sales process is pretty complex. And I just happened to be um, on Facebook all <laughs> places. I came across um, a live event opportunity to bring video into your business. And I thought, oh my gosh, if we could have video and get that out to our clients, maybe they would more quickly understand how we could serve them. And so that's when everything started for us. We signed up for this event intentionally going to learn how to do video and got Completely so much more. Long story short, we actually hired our first business coach and signed up with a mastermind at that event. Mm -hmm. And after doing that, Kim and I just had a huge transformation, not only personally, but professionally because we, we realized we were really living in isolation. We weren't growing, we weren't surrounding ourselves with other you know, business owners that really wanted to do great things and hold themselves accountable. And not only that, but access to people that really knew how to do things right way we were really cheap tried to do everything on our own tried to run our own facebook ads and everything else and realized it's just not worth it you really do need to hire the right people and but you need to know how to hire the right people know what questions to ask and whatnot so full circle we just really believe in the opportunity of getting out meeting with other business owners finding out what resources are out there that could actually help you in your business And, um, just believed in it. So at our core, we were really kind of in shock that, um, there are so many other people out there that were probably like us, working in isolation, not really getting out very much. But what we really wanted to do, we didn't have time to go to all these different events to get different pieces of what we needed in our business. We we're like, if we could just build something that allowed entrepreneurs to come and and really pick and choose what they needed in their business at the time. But not only that, you know, network and find community. And so Kim and I just kind of built what we felt like we couldn't find out there in um, you know the conference. Space and so we thought we'd give it a try and we did that in 2017 and and we you know we have the business and still are going to continue to grow it and then we um, are continuing to run our business our other healthcare business as well so right now we have two businesses and um have really brought a lot of the concepts that we've learned from different events into both of both companies so Kim, any other thoughts on that?
2: <laughs> no, I mean, I think she she covered it. And, you know, like she said, uh, we've just had so much transformation. In fact, you know, over the past two to three years, uh, we actually 10 x our business and landed on Inc. 5000. And so we were number was it nine, 912. <laughs> 912. <laughs> I just lost the number. And so, you know, that is something that. For us has been incredible, and then with Bass Network, we also um, were part of Oklahoma's Innovator of the Year um, this year. So we celebrated two two milestones this past year that we're just so blessed um, to have.
1: That is amazing. I didn't know. I knew the business was not doing well when you started that. When we went to that first event, I did not know you were on the verge of bank- bankruptcy. Yeah, That's- we were. <laughs> That's amazing. So Fast Inc. was born. Uh, like I like you said, last year was your very first event. Can you talk about like you, you gave a little bit of insight You w- of what you wanted. Can you talk about what that decision was when you ladies said, you know what, instead of saying, let's try to find this or can we find this? where it was, you know what, let's do this and let's be the ones to put it together. Can you talk a little bit about that decision making? Because it's like you said, you already have a very successful company, the decision to offset and create another company behind that. And um, what made you want to actually develop the event, not just find one?
2: Yeah, I think it was actually easier this time around, just because You know, with our initial company, CE Health Careers, we basically built it out of a need as well. And, you know, when Leisha and I, this past couple of years, you know, we're going to all of these different masterminds and different events. I mean, it can be very, you know, costly, especially for a small business that, you know, you don't have a lot of income coming in right now to put towards, you know, going um, the traveling and going out to the events. And so I think it was, you know, pretty much a no brainer. It's like, okay, this is what is needed out there. And there needs to be a more cost effective solution to bring everybody together under one roof. Um, But to be able to offer, you know, so many different uh, choices, because we didn't want to be, you know, just a a cookie cutter um, event where, you know, it's just over video or it was just digital marketing, or it was just, you know, PR. Um, We wanted to really serve um, our um, audience, which was the small business owners that need a little bit of everything. And so to be able to come, you know, for two days to an event, um, but to be able to really, craft it towards what you needed was what our vision was. And that's what um, came to life at our Business Accelerator back in June of 2017.
0: Yeah. And I think also, Erin, I think another reason why we felt a little more bold this time is, you know, for the past two years, we had making been making so many investments and going to events and then actually finding experts in different industries that we needed to bring into our business. And so we felt like we were really in a unique position and actually felt really blessed that we had been working with so many great people. We're like, we need to get these people, meaning other business owners, access to other experts. And so much So often that's what I think a lot of small business owners are lacking is access to the right people. And so we felt like, you know, we've already made these investments. We've had these relationships with people. So we're really in a good position to have them come and be a part of our event. So a a lot of the speakers, I would say 75% of the people that we had there that were speaking and teaching, we'd already worked with them. And so they, you know, had a proven track record with us and we knew that they would serve our community well.
1: Okay. And I want to touch on that about not just the speaker selection, but you had a pretty high quality audience there too, because I think that's, to me, you know, we can always get content other places, but it's the people that we meet. Can you, I know you had a little, you had a, um, a process on your, on your online to talk about, you know, who this was specifically for, they wanted to be making a, a certain income. Can you talk about that qualification of people in the room too?
0: Absolutely. We, our, our target audience, um, you know, initially we felt like it really wasn't for startups because of a lot of the speakers that were coming, um, we wanted you to be able to get some really strong takeaways and actually get some things done. So, you know, we were focusing on those people that had been in, in business for, you know, a couple of years and, um, you know, financially, I think at the half a million mark, yeah. um, and, you know, to be honest, Aaron, now that we look back at that, we had a, a big mix of people that attended our event and actually the people that we're working with now are all over the board. So I don't know that niching out a, a target audience based on, you know, revenue as, is actually necessary for us anymore because I can serve um, a startup just as well as someone that's been in business for 10 years based on kind of where they're at. So that was definitely one lesson learned, but from a marketing perspective, that's right right now, I think our biggest goal this year is to really carve out who we want to serve because small business owner that's that's a huge net. <laughs> and so we need to start really um, drilling down and figuring out who our client is. And I don't think that's unusual for new businesses. I mean, like I said, you know, we've been doing this for like a year. So I think we will continue to refine that. And um, and that may include actually startups now in the future. We're not quite sure about that yet.
1: So I love the we got to niche it down a little bit because I I was right with you. I made I actually went small and medium sized businesses, so it was a little too big. Um, uh-huh. Can you? How are you? You're gonna. I, I I love that you're really gonna like go into that. How else will marketing change for you in year two?
0: Wow. Well, um, again, we've learned this just by going through the process with our other business. And we're really, and I feel like I'm always late to the party sometimes. (laughs) So I'm really obsessed right now with developing personas within our company. And so, you know, CE has been around for 17 years. We've never had personas. I'm like, why are we so late to the party? So I'm actually working, you know, with a marketing company, and they really made me sit down and, and identify our personas. And since I've done that for the other company, our marketing has been so on target. Our email open rate has just completely. Completely escalated to a level we've never expected. We're not having to spend money on Facebook ads because our people in our database are finally responding. I'm like, oh, so this is why people are really obsessed and trying to teach you about really figuring out who you're supposed to serve, and messaging needs to be developed all around that. So for Fasting Network, what we have to do, our homework right now is really interviewing and speaking with people and finding out what their needs are and whether or not we can serve those needs and figuring out, okay, out of, you know, the 30, 40 people we interview, what do those demographics look like? And so that's a huge goal that Kim and I have for 2018 is to really identify who we think we're supposed to serve. And that's not to say it's not going to change. It can change, but not doing our homework ahead of time. Um, and i trying, or me, we just made a lot of assumptions that probably were not accurate because um, it takes a lot of <laughs> um, hard work and you have to put the time in to really study who your perfect client is. And it, it doesn't happen just by talking to a few people, it really takes a lot more work than what I think we thought. All right.
2: And I think this time, too, we're going to really uh, look at doing a lot more marketing and on a, a local level, mm-hmm. um, that's something that we did not do, um, last year. And I, it, you know, by going more with a local market, it's going to give you that opportunity to really, you know, start doing some local network events and, and because that's the only thing with us, you know, we hosted it in Arizona and, and we're based in Oklahoma. So we weren't able to really, you know, get into the whole, um, Relationships, person. I mean, everything was over the phone, which was you know, which was great. But I think if we can take it a notch up and definitely, you know, do some things here locally, uh, we're going to see some amazing results. So
1: is that a little clue into where
0: <laughs> twenty eighteen
1: <2018 laughs> may be located?
0: You don't have to develop. Right. Our, our first objective, um, and again, you know, I will admit we, we do have a coach and um, to hold us accountable because the event space it, it can be intimidating and there's um, a lot of the mistakes that can be made. And so we made a commitment to her. We're going to have our first small group in um, March, actually or early April here in Oklahoma City. And we're looking to serve 10 to 20 people to come to a, a small two day workshop that Kim and I are putting on. Just to see how they respond to our content, and also create that engaging opportunity for us to really survey and learn a little bit more about what um, people are hungry for. And so that's going to be a. And so we're doing that first before we jump into another large, expensive event.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I do not. No, I think it's great too because I'll, I would love to hear what turns out from that? Because I'll be honest, I really worked, I was a little bit opposite from you. I worked the local mm-hmm. really hard. And some days it just felt really exhausting that I I was running around everywhere, not sure I was getting to the right place. But I love that you're doing a very targeted two day event, which will, it's. I'm sure it's gonna be a higher priced item where you're gonna get that right crowd in there and really see that need. So I think you're doing it doing it right. Speaking of high end, speaking of expensive events, you first year out of the gate, so much, I am so impressed by this, but you went and, and Damon John was one of your keynoters, the shark tank, Damon John. Um, can you talk a lot, a little bit about that experience? And, and I'd love to know how you felt. I'm not saying anything like, I'm sure he's amazing, but how the payoff was for you on the event of bringing in such a big name.
0: Yeah, I'm glad that you asked this question. And I think that it's important for anybody in your audience that is considering hosting events and, you know, how important having, you know, a celebrity or well known figure is important to your event. And Kim and I were adamant. We were like, we have to have this person. It for us, it was a credibility issue. We thought we could get ahead of the game a little bit quicker by having someone like that come to our event. We felt like it maybe would fast track things for us. And um It was great. He was great. Great human being. Loved having him there, but it did not make a a difference whatsoever. Um, People, we realized we thought that's what was going to get them to our event. And that's not what got into our event. And that was probably um, one of those lessons, like, you know, something your parents are always telling you, you know, and we're like, we didn't listen, we didn't listen. And that is so true. If you can do it financially and it's something that you want to add, I think that's great. And actually one of our coaches that um, coached us on this gave me a fantastic idea. And I, Kim and I really want to do this. If you're going to do something like that and have that kind of investment, do it as a surprise. Don't even announce that this person is coming and blow them out of the water. Like, wow. And Damon John was there. We didn't even know he was going to be there. And I thought, huh, that's a completely different perspective instead of trying to use them for marketing because for for us, it it didn't work. And we've been told by many, many people that having, you know, a um, a celebrity or or high-end keynote is not going to fill your event.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm right there with you on the exact same, I'm, like I have goosebumps listening to you all because I, I, and it's nothing. So I had Robert Herjavec from Shark Tank and it's nothing against Robert, but I thought okay. same thing. It, it did help my credibility though. I will say that it helped, ta- it helped uh, people take me more seriously. I, I go for a lot of sponsorship for my events, So it helped in that sense, but it did not. It helped sell a little bit of tickets, but definitely not Correct. the one for one on the price of that person. Exactly. So right. it's just, um, such a great lesson. I, I love that. Um, what else can you talk about maybe something that really surprised you when it came to doing your first event? Uh, you know, something you really didn't expect or something that you just didn't really consider or think about that really ended up becoming a, you know, a big, a big thing for your event.
2: This is Kim, and I think what really surprised me is after the event, during the event, how many people were coming up to Leisha and I and just expressing um, how they loved how authentic we were. And, you know, I think Leisha and I really thought we had to have you know, some big names up there when all along, I mean, people were really excited to hear what we had to say because we were actually in their shoes, you know, and to be at rock bottom and then to talk about, you know, how we dug ourselves out of it, you know, how we landed, um, uh, you know, on Inc. 5000. I mean, I think it gave me the, um, cause I, I'm gonna be honest, I was terrified of getting on stage. And that's something that I've always, you know, been (laughs) just like, I don't want up there, you know, and I forced myself to get on stage. And of course, you know, I'm, I was not perfect by any means, but I really feel like I was authentic and I shared my story and I shared my heart. And that's what Mm -hmm. people are looking for is, you know, they want to know that you're real and um, that's. I really feel like that's why Leisha and I um, had a lot of success, and have had a lot of success after the event, uh, because we, you know, have clients right now that we're coaching that signed on with us after the event, and uh, we are taking them through a year um, of what we call the Founder Circle, and you know, teaching them and guiding them and giving them, them the tools that we used uh, to, you know, create um, a great business.
1: Oh, I love it so. Uh, I just, you guys are like, it's so funny. I just did a speech about events, and you are like hitting on the same points. Like, make it about you more than you know other guests. So, my question would be for this year: will there be more, Lisha and Kim on stage? Maybe a few less guest speakers. Like, will you kind of integrate yourself a little bit more into the event, and and maybe do more speeches, or do you follow that same kind of format of um, you all to the to the number of speakers you had?
0: That's a great question, because um, really, you know, the foundation of why Fast Inc. was born, is, it's all about access. For us, access equals growth. And, a lot of, you know, a lot of that access is access to the right people. Um, but it doesn't mean it has to be all about them. So that is a lesson that we've learned through coaching and, and growing pains is that, you know, we do have something to offer. And I would definitely have this last year actually built out quite a bit of content and some tools that actually our clients are using right now to 10X and they love them. So definitely we're making that shift. But I think we will always have Experts come in because I, I would never. Kim and I never are gonna be the type of person. We know we know everything. I think you always have to find people to come in, not necessarily unaccessible experts, but people that are truly genuinely good about what they do and they have something that they can offer or teach. So we'll always have a little bit of that, but definitely. Um, getting uncomfortable and getting more out there, (laughs) and being more, making it more about um, our story and what we have to offer and not trying to put so much emphasis on the experts.
1: Yeah, very good. Now, can you talk a little bit about the business model too? So you have the Fast fasting network. I know. So this, the accelerator, correct me if I'm wrong, but the accelerator was the big event, right? With, then you've got the circles which you've mentioned which are what what you um your coaching clients that you um use the event to sell into and then you have the escape can you talk a little bit about the business model and how they all work together and uh, what you see going forward
0: absolutely um well you know like with most small businesses we are doing a little bit of transition we've kind of um, we still have three pillars, that we're actually going to change them up a bit. We, of course, still will have the business accelerator, and then we will have the founder circle, and we're changing that escape into kind of merging the founder circle as an escape into one, because what we had found more than anything People need implementation. Mm-hmm. It's not so much they need to come and learn and listen. They need to get things done. So we're going to be changing things up a bit to focus on access, community, and implementation. And what that is going to actually shake out to look like as far as, far as products and services, we haven't quite figured all of that out yet. That is the one thing that we want to build into our business model is to create an opportunity for people to come and actually implement and not so much learn and engage, but actually walk away after maybe being with us for two days and actually having some things actually finished.
1: I love that. I love the implementation because f- I'm I'm with you. So many events, we get so much information, um, and you get really excited, and then you get home, and it's like, wait a minute, what am I supposed to do again? <laughs> I was really excited, excited about. It. How do I do this? Uh, uh, I, I I love this. What about? I know we're running out of time. Anything that you stressed about that you really shouldn't be stressed about? Looking back, hindsight being 2020. You look back, and you really kind of stressed about this one thing, but now you're like it eh, pro- didn't really matter.
0: I, and see, Kim and I, this is why we work so well together. She is so positive. <laughs> she's my, she's my cheerleader. I saw, I literally, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I still have PTSD from the event. I'm like, <laughs> that was <really laughs> the stressful things that we have ever done. Um, I think for us to be honest and for anyone out there, you know, looking to host an event or whatever, um, it was stressful for us because we did not get the cells that we thought we were going to get. I mean, it was up to the wire, and that was extremely—we were not expecting that. And so, I think because we literally thought we were going to walk into a room and have five people, um, just that whole six months emotionally draining, and it—I like, am—I'm emotionally scarred. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I think that what saved us was our faith. We we just kept pushing through. We ha- we're, were a faith-based company. We had lots of prayer warriors out there. Um, and we did have people show up. It was a great event. Um, I, as far as what not to stress about, I don't know. I think that's a good question for Kim. <laughs> yeah, Kim,
1: can you give us all a guidance on that, please? Because I'd love it. I'd love more of that.
2: Well, I just, you know, you look back now and it's like, wow, you know, it was, it was incredible. I mean, our goal was 100 and we had 100. So we definitely met, uh, met our goal. And, you know, everybody that came, uh, I mean, we had nothing but complaints. I'm not complaining. <laughs> we had nothing but compliments. Hopefully nobody was complaining. But I, I think, you know, the cool thing for me right now is I am still having people reach out to us that attended. Mm-hmm. And and I'm just going to give you an example. Um, a young lady named Bella um, Basta, she's actually in Arizona and at the event, uh, she came up to us and, you know, of course, was just talking about how incredible it was and, and being able to, you know, to pick the different classes to go into. And, and she's like, I'm going to, you know, go home, implement. I've always wanted to write a book. And she did that. And throughout the, um, this, this last six months, I mean, she's reached out to me on, on different things. And, she, and she's also um, a faith-based um, young woman. And uh, her book actually went live on Amazon last week. And, you know, I think Um, all of the stress that we had um, for that event, just knowing that I was able to serve her and help her to implement, take action, let her know she could do it. And then to see that she actually launched her book last week, it was incredible. I mean, it was the best feeling in the world. And, um, so, you know, I think, I don't think there's ever going to be an event that's not stressful. I mean, I think that's Mm -hmm. just the name of the game, but I think, you know, if you go in with a positive attitude and you're never going to know unless you do it. And that's something that, you know, Alicia and I, um, you know, we're very, that's something we just do. I mean, we, we have to, you know, at least try it if it fails. You know, then that's okay. We'll dust ourselves off, off and get back up and, and try it again. But you know, not only with Bella and fasting, but even with our company, CE health careers that we have right now. I mean, when you can impact those individuals in your audience and know that um, you have just a small piece of their God-given, you know, talent, just to, just to kind of push them, push them out to do it. Um, it's just the most Rewarding feeling, um, so that's that's what I would say to your audience. I mean, you're never going to know unless you just go out there and do it. Yes, it's going to be stressful. I I wish we could sit here and tell you that it's not, but it is
0: so worth it. Yeah, I I do have one nugget of wisdom to offer. Okay. <laughs> I was really stressed out that we had to um, lower our ticket sale prices or even offer free tickets.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: thought that would really impact the quality. That was so not true. So, okay, yeah. If if you get in a situation where you're having to offer free tickets just for you know to to get people to come, if if it's the right audience and they show up, it was great. I mean, the majority of our people actually came for free, Mm -hmm. and the quality was amazing.
1: Interesting. So, Cause I'm usually yeah. like I'm really tight about that. I'm like, no, I'll yeah. not give away tickets. I'd rather not have enough in the room. Yeah. So that's interesting you said that.
0: Now, you know, we we may, it may be because the sources that we use, we did tap into some community influencers that had really strong, um, entrepreneurial networks. And so these were business people. Um, so, you know, you might be more strategic about who you offer free tickets to, but because we did that, um, it got a lot of really good business people there.
1: All right. Very good to know. And I'll tell you all. So, part of the reason why I did this was because I, start, I joined a mastermind group where we were event planners. And I was like, wait a minute. All event planners? You mean, we're all in the fetal position in the corner three weeks before our event? That's <laughs> normal? They're like, yes. And what shocked me was how normal it is for people to buy last minute, even on oh. traveling events. Like events yeah. that you're going to have to, sh- I'm like, I can't believe that many people wait last minute to buy tickets.
2: Like, yeah, totally. And- yeah.
1: So that you too
2: alone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we were we were right there with you, you know, because in our existing or our other company CE, I mean, we work with nurses that, you know, need to take off 6 weeks in advance. And so we just were in the mindset that all of our attendees would <laughs> be signing up, you know, 6 weeks 6 weeks in advance and that did not happen. I mean, we were signed yeah, the majority, I would say, signed up the last 10 days before the event. So
1: yeah, and meanwhile Definitely you're not important.
2: sleeping, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> I speak exactly. from uh,
1: experience, so believe me. Well, ladies, can you, if somebody wanted to find out more about fasting, the fasting network, can you tell us where we can go?
2: Absolutely, you can go out to our website, which is fastinknetwork.com, or you can email Leisha. I mine is Kim K I M at FastInkNetwork.com, and Leisha is L-I-S-H-A at FastInkNetwork.com.
1: Awesome. And, of course, we'll have all of that at our notes page at co. Ladies, thank you so much for sharing this. Thank I'm so you. happy I got to talk to you. And uh, I can't wait for next – or this year. I keep saying next year. I'm sorry. This <laughs> year, this year, this year. It's 2018. You're going to have an event. Um, I can't wait yes. to –
0: what happened? Well, we, we hope to make it to your event this year. Absolutely.
1: So. Oh, well, I hope to see you there. And like I said, let me know as yeah. soon as you guys get dates set, because I really do love the concept of your event. Um, I know I, I recognize a lot of people in your room. I would love to be at that event. So I definitely want to know. It's And for anyone listening, it's a high, high quality room. And to me, I know that's one of the more important things I look for. So congratulations on pulling it off. Uh, I think we'll all be stuck with the PTSD on it, <laughs> um, but I know. But like you also, it just it's so like you just you're so stressed, and you're like I'm never doing this again. And then you hear the stories, and you and that's why you did it, right? Like that's exactly why you did it. And you're like, all right, I got to do another one.
2: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's all worth it.
1: All right, well thank you so hey, much again for the Epic Live Events and hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Now, I would love to help you with your live event. And how we're going to do that is by offering you our free live events budget worksheet. Listen, events take a lot of resources, whether it's time, money or a little bit of both. Uh, you've got to figure out a way to really utilize this in your business to make your money back. So this spreadsheet has both sides, the different costs you may potentially have. How you can fill those in, you can just, you know, fill in whatever number estimates, call some people, get an understanding of what it may cost you to put this event or different ways. Um, you can save some money. And then of course on the other side, how are you gonna make money back? Are you gonna sell at the event? Are you gonna sell tickets? Are you gonna get sponsorship? Are there gonna be different things that you can utilize in order to begin to make your money back? And this is a spreadsheet that will help you kind of. I'm a spreadsheet girl. That's how I Think all the time, but this will help you really start putting the concept to paper. Or how can you do better in your in your next event? And you know, really make sure that bottom line. Because as much as I would love to do events for free, I can't. Like it's it's a resource heavy thing. But I promise you, so so worth it. So you can find that you can go to our show notes over at epicliveevents.co, Co. That's C O. You can also get it in the notes of this episode, or jump over to Bit bit.ly.ly slash epic underscore budget. Again, that's bit.ly slash epic underscore budget. And you can grab that like I said, for free, start the planning. And uh, I'm telling you, it's so worth it every single bit.